to episode 341 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. This is a magic podcast for you if you play magic. Hence calling it a magic podcast. That, is, that was very smart of us. Whether you're sitting at home jamming some arena, you're heading out to your local game store for some Friday night magic, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, <laughs> what happened? What happened to Megan? <laughs> oh, spoiler Megan. alert. It's Megan. <laughs> it's me. I didn't. Just, I wanted to leave you in a little oh, bit of suspense. I was so, I was so worried. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who you might be today. Mm-hmm. No, it's Megan. Okay. All right. Well, so we're continuing on as normal yes. <laughs> as your two hosts, Maria and Megan. Yep. Uh, but on today's show, Nothing a lot of. Nothing weird to see here. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> we're going to talk a lot about uh, Commander because Commander 2019 previews have begun in earnest. That's right. There's a sick new deck and we can yeah. talk about the whole thing. We have two uh, preview cards as well, which go into the deck. Mm-hmm. You see this? This is what's called synergy. Oh. Synergy. Wow. A lot of people super excited. And even if you don't consider yourself a commander player, Megan and I don't often play commander a lot. Like we just don't because there's just, so many cards to shuffle. There's so that's honestly <laughs> the number car- one I mean a hundred cards. A hundred cards. So, is many, so cards. many cards. I was gonna complain about sixty because that's also yeah. a lot for my small yeah. hands to handle. A hundred cards is a lot to shuffle anyways but even if you don't play on the reg these commander pre-con decks that wizards is releasing are super fun yes to just buy and play like randomly with friends and mm-hmm. stuff i'll bring them up to my cabin and battle with them um so they i think they'll still be of interest to you yeah, they're super sweet we're also going to talk about the london mulligan yes or should i just say the mulligan the mulligan because now it is the mulligan it rule is for the magic mulligan. and obviously it has been this way for a while but we're going to go back into talking about some mulligan strategy. When do you want to? When don't you want to? When? 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 I mean, it is it is important because, you know, it is a whole new world with the London Mulligan. Yep. It changes your decision making more than you might think. Mm-hmm. And uh, gameplay as well. So what's important? And, uh, you know, as Megan said, when? Yeah. <laughs> when? Anyways, <laughs> before we get into our show, big thank you to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash GLHF Yes, if you are a patron of the show, you are literally keeping it on the air and it means so much to us. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes. And you can sign up to play uh, against me in arena. That's right. This Thursday, that sign up is on our discord yep. um, under the arena section uh, or there's also Maria made a post in Patreon about it. Yeah. If you're below squirrel level, which is lower, a lower donation than $5 a month, you can still comment on the post I made on Patreon with your um, arena username and number and what format you want to challenge Megan in. Yeah. And then just head on over to the stream, be watching, and then you'll get in line and you'll battle Megan whatever format of your choosing. That's right. And you can challenge Maria next week. Yes. That one's going to be in the evening Bring to accommodate evening hours people and then we're having um a little hangout at the end of the month i'm very excited for the hangout. so if you want to get in on some of those sweet benefits head on over to our patreon and sign up yeah and if you're going to be at gp minneapolis this weekend we are going to be there as well you can check us out at a meet and greet at the weird cards booth on saturday from 1 to 2 p.m awesome so we're going to be there for whatever you want we've got stickers and if you're a patron just let us know you're a patron and you get an extra special prize the patron benefits they never stop, much like the ocean. It doesn't. No. It just keeps on oceaning. Yeah, it sure does. Waves keep happening. The Gulf Stream. Anyways. 
What? I don't know. The Gulf Stream. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. It's important. I was thinking of calling um, a book the, the Gulf Stream. What? The Gulf Stream. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's Gulf's dream, you know? The Gulf's dream. So the <laughs> like golf, a golf ball. The golf ball is having, having a, a dream. dream specifically. Yes. Is it a, while well, it's a sleep dream or is it like an ambition? An ambition. It wants oh. to be the ocean. Do you see? <laughs> I can't say that I do. I don't know. I can't say uh, that I do. It's a very but narrow fandom. Maybe, maybe in execution for. it'll work out. We'll see. We yeah. have yet to be see, well, seen or written. <laughs> the golf's dream. <laughs> Anyways, thank you also to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Uh, it is an awesome place to go for everything that you need in the magic world do you need boosters do you need six swag do you need singles any of it do you need these commander decks we've just been talking That's about right yeah yes I'm you do is the answer and yes you should get them from card kingdom is the second answer yeah that is so true they're just a wonderful company great customer service they'll do they'll bend over backwards to help you with whatever you need yeah. and uh we just support that kind of company and we're so happy that they're one of our sponsors supporting us what have All you got right. there in your hand, Megan? I've got some stickers for our board game channel. Oh, shoot. This seems like we planned this, but we didn't. I was just messing with them because they were in front of me. <laughs> and my hands needed something to do. But Megan, why do you think they were sitting there in front of you? Oh, because because we have a board game channel. <laughs> <laughs> I strategically because, placed them there. Oh, thinking so you would talk would about pick them. them up. Oh, here that you go. You can also um, visit our board game channel, uh, youtube.com slash GLHF board games yeah. uh, for some awesome board game reviews. Our board game reviewer, Nicholas, just went to Gen Con it was and sweet. came home with literally 50 games. I, I am How many? so excited. 50 games. 50 games. 50 games. So if you're ever interested in gaming outside of Magic, um, maybe like some board games with your friends or that sort of thing, head on over to that channel because... He will tell you what is what. That's so and true. And he's always got the his sights on the new games that yeah. are coming out. So, And he always answers the very most important question yes. that we're always wondering. Yes. When. When. <laughs> when. Just, just when. When. Let's talk about Commander 2019 edition. That's right. There is a sick new Sultai deck that they have previewed yesterday, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, there are going to be four pre-con decks made by Wizards of the Coast to kind of celebrate the release of Commander 2019 with a bunch of new cards, a bunch of reprints, and some really fun new commanders for you to play with. And the one that we have a complete deck list of as of today, recording the podcast on Tuesday, is this sweet Faceless Menace deck. Yes, with the Commander Cadena the slinking sorcerer and it's uh it's very apt that this deck is called the faceless menace were you slinking over there yeah that was me slinking <laughs> because it's all about morph oh, i love it i Get love it? morph so much morph is a is an amazing mechanic um for those of you who are not around when morph last happened which was during cons of tarkir block what it means is that creatures with morph you can pay three mana of any color and play it face down 
as a tutu. Yeah. And then it has a little morph cost on its front face and you can flip it over for that morph cost. And sometimes you get cool benefits when you unmorph the creature. Mm -hmm. And of course, you can just play it as a normal creature too from your hand Yep. uh, without going through all the morph stuff. But um, it is awesome. It is awesome. It's a way to kind of it helps smooth out your mana curve because you'll always have something to do on turn three, no Mm -hmm. matter what. It's surprising. Your opponents don't know what's coming. Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah, there's like all the whole game of like, oh, is this just going to be a little two two if I block it or is it going to be a six six? Yeah, I know. We played this game during... I almost said tons of Tarkir. Yep. Tons of Tarkir all the time. All the time. And so Kadena, Slinking Sorcerer says, or Kadena? Kadena. Yeah. Kadena. Slinking Sorcerer says, the first face down creature spell you cast each turn costs three less to cast. So basically, it's you can free. play your first morph for free. That's awesome. Amazing. And also, whenever a face down creature enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. I love this card. Great. She's also just a 3-3 three, three for 4. Yeah. I mean, that's solid. just solid. And gosh, I I don't know. I I love anything that like kind of like makes you just that highlights the mechanic and gives you benefit for playing with the mechanic to yes. the utmost with your deck. Oh, and this is like one of the biggest benefits to playing with oh, the mechanic yeah. I've ever seen. Just draw a Just card. Just draw a card. Straight up, you can cast a more for free and you can draw a Just card. Just draw a card amazing so wizards have set up this deck uh with a bunch of morphs in it of course and uh, have Mm -hmm. made a lot of synergy going on here probably plays very well against the other commander decks that are coming out there's 22 morphs in this base version from watsi but like feel free to go to crazy town like you can put as much as you want in here you can add more morphs from your collection yeah uh whatever you love you can put into this deck Here's one of my this. You remember this, buddy? Oh yeah, uh, Death Mist Raptor. Oh wow, one green green for a three three a lizard beast death touch, and it says whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, you may return Death Mist Raptor from your graveyard to the battlefield face up, or face down, and it also has Megamorph for four and a green. Oh, yeah, so you can turn it face <laughs> up for its Megamorph cost and put a plus one plus one counter on it. Megamorph. Megamorph. To be fair, that was the one where like they named it. Everyone was, was like, like, "Really? What? Megamorph? That was what you named the it? The worst named mechanic, perhaps, in the history of magic, yes, but a cool mechanic. Yes, and uh, so we're gonna see lots of blasts from the past, like Death Mist Raptor. There, yeah, was a player in standard for a while. Oh, sure, Remember was those days? in that in that morph deck. Yeah, I'm very excited for a blast from the pla- blast from the past. Yes, in the form of Sagu Mauler, which was one of my favorite cards of in Cons of Tarkir. We love Sagu Mauler. I mean, do you remember just opening a Sagu Mauler in a draft and just being like, "All right, I I can win. I'm doing it. I'm winning this." So Sagu Mauler, if you don't remember, is a six six for six uh, with trample and hexproof, which is one of the reasons I love it. Oof. Morph cost of three green blue, so a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, and turn you could have a f- turn five, turn five, six six, six, six. hex trample hexproofer. Oh, and there were times when like they would it was a morph and they would target it and you would turn it face up. And you're just like haha hexproof. Just kidding, you can't. So good. I loved so Teamer good. in that set, though, so I was very partial to the Sagu Mahler. Yeah. Um, this deck obviously has, uh, first off, Trail of Mystery. Oh, yeah. We talked about another, this on the Which is another one from uh, Cons yeah. of Tarkir yeah. for the Morph deck. And Secret Plans. Secret Plans! Um, secret Plans. Yeah. Hold on. I'm trying to pull up Trail of Mystery. We'll see if it'll load. Trail mm-hmm. of Mystery um, and Secret Here Plans. 
Okay, go Trail for it. of Mystery is a one in a green for an enchantment. Whenever a face-down creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, if it's a creature, it gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. That is so hard to deal with. Yeah. If that is out early. Ugh. Plus two, plus two, and you just you, you can get all the lands that you need, and then secret plans. Oh, secret plans! I drafted the secret plans deck so much. It was a great deck. It was a great deck deck that you could draft during Cons of Tarkir. Yeah. Uh, green, blue, face down creatures you control get plus oh plus one, and whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, draw a card. So here you go. So can you imagine having your little slinking sorcerer? It. Uh, out so you pay it, play it face down you draw a card you turn it face up you draw a card wow you have all the cards every card is just a divination <laughs> which is what i want oh. i want every card i play to be a divination you know i'm not a card drawing you know fanatic but i have to say i do like it and that seems yeah. excellent mm-hmm. um I love how thematic this deck is. And of course, that's one of the fun parts of Commander is you can kind of design your deck around a specific theme or in this case, uh, morph uh, an ability. So I think I think that's pretty awesome. And you're going to see your favorites like we've mentioned from some of these cards. And you're going to see a bunch of new cards entering these decks as well. So we know Kadena. She also has her silencer along uh, for the ride this time, a two one for two. One in a blue and Naga wizard. Also, people who love Nagas, this deck is for you. <laughs> when Kadena's silencer is turned face up, counter all abilities your opponents control. <laughs> wow. Wow. Megamorph, one in a blue at rare. Sick. Yeah. Do you remember Caro's spell snatch? I sure do. Uh, this is three in a blue, a Megamorph, four blue, blue. So expensive. Yeah. But it's a three, three. When it's turned face up, counter target spell. If that spell is countered this way, exile it. Instead of putting it into its owner's graveyard, you may cast that card without paying its mana cost for as long as it <laughs> remains exiled. That card was basically like you counter win the game. Steal. Yep. I'm, I'll take your. Yeah. Oh. Whatever your spell is. Whatever your big spell is, it's mine. It's mine now. I care who spell snatched it. So this deck also seems a little bit tricksy, which yeah. I think is one of Morph's deals. Yep. It's got the blue in there, which allows you to draw cards and counter spells. That's the part that I'm concerned about. <laughs> you can tell me how it's tricky in other colors. <laughs> sure. Those are the ones that I care about. Well, here's another blue card that I think is pretty neat in this deck. Vesuvian Shapeshifter for three blue blue. It's a zero zero. What? Okay. We're, there's more text, everybody. Don't worry. <laughs> it's not going to die as soon as it enters the battlefield. As it enters the battlefield or is turned face up, you may choose another creature on the battlefield. If you do, until Vesuvian Shapeshifter is turned face down, it becomes a copy of that creature, except it has at the beginning of your upkeep you may turn this creature face down morph one in a blue wow so you can just turn it face up boop boop, it's whatever turn it face down make it something better uh yeah amazing i mean why not Uh, amazing another cool thing about this deck is that good luck high five had two preview cards in it that's right and a lot of people were very excited about one of these, which you might think doesn't really go in the morph deck. And I will counter and say to you, it goes in any deck that <laughs> plays green. That's that's correct. And that is Apex Ultasaur. Wow. It's a big dino. It is huge. It is a 10-10 dino specifically. When wow. I say big, I mean it is a 10-10 dino. I love it. Um, for seven green green. And it says when it enters the battlefield, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. 
Then great. It has enrage. Whenever it is dealt damage, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. So you can just keep fighting yeah, things. It just keeps until going. this is dead or you choose not to because it does say up to one. Yep. Um or they have no creatures. Or left. you've just swept the board with your yes. dinosaur. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I love it. I love dinosaurs. I have a dinosaur singleton deck, which is as close as I can get to a commander deck yeah. on arena right now. Yep. And um, I just, so I'm, I'm a huge fan. And if you're a huge fan of dinos, here you go. I don't know. Maybe you have a dino commander deck. This yeah. goes in that too. Ooh, this also has old school den protector. Oh, den protector. This is another hit from uh, from back in the time of Cons of Tarkir. Yes. Uh, one in a green for a 2-1, but obviously it has morph. Um, creatures with power less than den protectors can't block it. Megamorph, one in a green. When it's turn face up, return target card from your graveyard to your hand. That oh, was a great was card. so good. Just, you know, bring back whatever you want. Any card from your graveyard to so your hand. So resilience built yeah. into this deck as well. So not only are we, you know, smoothing our mana curve with Morph, we're getting resilience with Den Protector and we're mm-hmm. countering our opponent's spells with all of our tricky creatures. Great. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. We also had a, a Planeswalker in this deck. Yeah, we do. Let's not forget about her and her beautiful snake hair. This is the Vraska that came from Return to Ravnica. Yes, yes. I remember her very well because I opened her in, of course, what would have been one of the first drafts we were playing. Yeah. And I she tried was like to one go, of the first planeswalkers we ever encountered. That's true. Yep. Golgari in that set. Yep. Was I don't remember it being very good, but no, maybe, it wasn't. Okay, that's why I don't yeah. think it, I have happy memories. But <laughs> she's a very good card. So yes, three green black for a five loyalty planeswalker plus one until your next turn. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to Vraska the Unseen, destroy that creature. <laughs> Okay, okay, so make your choice. So you can you can try and attack her loyalty down, but, but you're going to lose your creature. You're going to be very sad. Minus three, destroy target non-land permanent. Dang, Can be Vraska. very relevant in Commander. Minus seven, create three one one black assassin creature tokens with whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a sweet ultimate. Loses the game. Just lose Great. the game. I remember. Okay, we're going to go. I'm going to take you on a journey Ooh, back. A memory journey. Um, to, to the standard format. Yeah. Um, And the deck that I was playing was, of course, the Sphinx's, Sphinx's Revelation. Revelation. Control deck. And I was playing against someone who was like Jund or something like yeah. that. Like one of the classic creature decks, value decks of the time. And they write like it was this game was long. <laughs> it was drawn out. They were just top decking and they had, they had a managed to top deck of Raska. Okay. And they were just ticking her up Uh-oh. and then they ultimate her. And I was like, okay. And I play the Jace at the time, architect of thought. I want to say, which whose plus one ability is whenever a creature attacks you on the next turn, it gets minus one minus. <laughs> one. So I was just like, Great. attack me all day with your 1-1 one, one assassin because no power. it does not matter. Wow. That's sick. Yeah. It was great. That was a, I mean, I didn't play standard back then. Yeah. I was, I remember walking into the game store and seeing you playing standard and being like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah. That's kind of funny. 
Yeah, I yeah vividly remember that game. So that's the deal with the morph deck. Uh, it looks so, so cool. Um, and like we said, we love playing these commander decks against each other. Absolutely. Um, they are, they're just so much fun. It's really fun. So hopefully we'll have a video for you in, a, in yes. the next couple of weeks when those decks are actually out, out. Um, let's go over the other commander decks that are going to okay. come out just really quickly. Yeah. Maria and I will fight each other for the Sultai one. Okay. But yeah. I will win. <laughs> So Megan will be playing the Sultai Morph I will. deck. So look, now we're going to choose my deck, everybody. Okay. 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 All right. So we've got Madness as another mechanic. Ooh, this one's pretty sick. Is Rakdos. So yes. I might be in the camp here. And also the commander is amazing. Anya Falconrath. I love all of the Falconrath family. One red black for a one three. Uh, legendary creature vampire with haste. Tap. Discard a card. Draw a card. Okay. Great. Whenever you discard a card, if it has Madness, untap Anya Falconrath. Great. Okay, yeah. so we see what's going on there, by the way. Um, and Madness, very fun mechanic again. Uh, yeah. how That's about where, so Madness oh, cards, yeah. again, for people who are unfamiliar, if you if a card has Madness, what it means is that if you discard it for any reason, like to this ability, yeah. um, it has a little Madness cost, which you can pay, and you'll get to cast that card. Cool. Instead of discarding it. Yeah, it's, it's basically You're still discarding it, but then town. you get to cast it. Yeah, yeah. it's so cool. And so that's option one. Option two, we have Girid Conclave Exile. So this mm -hmm. is a Naya friend, a 2-5 for two red, green, white for human shaman. When he enters the battlefield, create a 4-4 four, four green rhino creature token with trample. Whenever Girid attacks, populate. Ooh. Oh, okay. So this is another throwback to Return to Ravnica. Yes, populate deck here. The token enters the battlefield tapped and attacking. Sick. Okay, so that's pretty Agro. cool. That's aggro, and I do love to attack. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so Garrett, right, I think, have to think about it. pretty you good. You to think about it. So populate just means, yeah, you get to create a copy of any token that you have. Yeah, populate was super good in Return to Ravnica. Oh, it was very good. I loved playing it. Here we have Seven the Chronoclasm, another option for me. I don't think I'm going to go with this one, but I'm going to let you know what it's all about. Yeah. It's Jeskai. More my colors. Yeah. Two blue, red, white for a 2 2, a human wizard. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to Seven the Chronoclasm. Okay, so you're going to have to do, deal with this thing in a different way. Yep. Whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell from your graveyard each turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. And that's because this one has a okay. lot of flashback, this deck. Yeah, I mean. the flashback deck. So you're going to get to cast a spell the first time and then if it has a flashback cost you'll cast it again from your graveyard and then you'll get to copy it if you have the chronoclasm wow on the battlefield i'm gonna have to make a choice here yeah i think um Girid actually plays the most like how i like to play magic which is yeah. big smashy creatures um but the madness deck seems very very fun yeah and a honestly as does the flashback deck but mm -hmm. um i guess we're gonna have to wait and see because uh, yeah, you're going to just have to wait and see because we got to get our hands on these commander decks yeah, and, we do. and start going to town. I want to call out the fact that there are other commanders included with these decks too. Oh yeah, there always are. So these are some other legendary creatures that are otherwise just in the deck yeah. that you get to play. And you can choose for yourself if you don't like uh, the one that it comes with. You can kind of mix it up. And I just want to mention Gerard Weatherlight Hero here because... I. This art, the art is so cool. It's unbelievable. It's so good. This is a Boros card. So Gerard in this, in this, um, what's by the word? Zach Stella. Is Zach Stella. Is congratulations. You have made uh, a beautiful work of art here. Um, what was I going to say? This iteration. Yeah. This yeah. iteration of Gerard is a three, three, two red, white for human soldier with first strike when he, when he dies. Oh, <laughs> 
Because that's what Gerard oh. does best. Oh, Gerard. Exile it and return it to the battlefield. Uh, and re- well, Hold on, hold on. My old eyes need this closer. <laughs> Exile it and return and return to the battlefield artifact and creature cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. Okay, I see. Wow. Um, so you can get back any artifacts and creatures that yeah. died this turn. And if you want to know more about Gerard and the history of the Weatherlight, you can watch our uh, videos that we made about the history of Dominaria on the Magic YouTube channel. That's right. Where Megan plays Gerard. I do play <laughs> Gerard. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. You can search I for sure do, though. like the completely true oh, history yeah. of Dominaria magic or something like that. Yeah. You'll get it. The title is something ridiculous, but oh. your Gerard, I think, was spot on. Thank you. I, I think so, too. Honestly, I looked a lot like this, this drawing. <laughs> Watch it for Megan's beard alone <laughs> is what I'm going to tell you right now. But um, yeah, stay tuned to dailymtg.com because that is where you're going to find the deck lists that go along with these four commander pre- pre-con decks. Uh, Jimmy and Josh over at the Command Zone are previewing the decks mm-hmm. once they are released. Um, so you can also watch the, their videos. They're two great guys about... Uh, how the deck works, some important cards in the deck. Two Great Guys is also the name of their sitcom where they're roommates. <laughs> I would love to yes, see that show. As would I. It'd be kind of like a little odd couple Yeah, it really would. Oh, I would I would be down for that. Well, we have to work on getting them to do that. Okay, we'll we'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> chat about the london mulligan yes more specifically when when i mean this is a question we asked going the back the show. to the beginning when um so mulliganing has always been you know a Hard. tough decision to make yes it is one of uh, one of the most critical decisions that you can make sometimes absolutely it is um depending on how that game ends up playing out and it's always something that's like, it's constantly changing. Yeah. There is no hard and fast rule, except if you don't have any lands, then you should definitely mulligan that. <laughs> or if you don't have any spells. Unless you've already mulled to four. Yeah. In which case, I guess just take yep, your chances. Whatever. If it's all one or all the other, <laughs> then probably, but whatever. But it is also one of the biggest ways that you can... Um, uh, level up your game too with you know what seems like a small decision at the start of the game can oftentimes have a huge impact on whether you'd win or lose and i see a lot of people actually play games of magic and be like oh well i had no chance or there was just no way i could win that game and they get very kind of salty about it but the truth is if you looked at their choice of a mulligan they either should or shouldn't have mulliganed in a certain situation you're like well I can point to one decision that, that you, you made that you can easily control that made that game not play out the way you wanted. Yeah, absolutely. So, Maria. Yes. What does it mean to mulligan? So to mulligan is to kind of take your, draw your opening hand, decide you don't like it, and you want to try it again. That's right. And over Magic's history, the mulligan has been in many different forms. Yes. Including at the beginning, which was very, very weird, and it only let you mulligan if you had all lands in your hand. That is so strange. Yeah. So you'd have to like prove it. You're like show like, your see, hand. Look at this. Look at this. All and lands. then you could mulligan. All lands. And at some point somebody was like, that seems bad. That's, <laughs> that's very bad. So when we started playing, it was just like 
what I think of as like the like the classic mulligan. The classic one that was very around long for time. years. Yep, which is where you look at your opening seven, you're like, I don't like this. You throw it back and you draw one fewer. Yes. And you draw one fewer every time you mulligan. So you yep. mulligan to six, you mulligan to five, et cetera, et cetera. After that came what was for a while, it was the Vancouver, the Vancouver mulligan. mulligan. Uh, again, named after the pro tour where it was first introduced or That's tried right. out. Mm-hmm. And this was where you would scry. Yeah. At, after you mulligan. Like if you mulligan, once you've decided to keep, you get to scry either to the top or bottom. Yep. And only once. Yep. Only and once. now talking about that, that just, <laughs> that already seems strange. Isn't that funny? Yes, it does. Wow. Okay. And it was, it was what we it did. It was <laughs> like yesterday. It was like yesterday. What Weird. So yeah. now we're living in the world of the London Mulligan, once again, named for the pro tour where it was tested, where you draw seven, take a look. And if you decide to mulligan, you put them back in, you shuffle, you draw another seven. And then depending on how many times you've mulliganed, you take that many cards out of your seven and put them on the bottom of your library yeah so if you've mulliganed once you're just gonna look at your seven take one card away put on the bottom yep it is it is a fascinating thing it really is it is so strange and i so how do you feel about it so far well i will just say this broad statement about the fact that there was one mulligan for so long Yes. Right. The one that we're calling the classic mulligan. And now within, you know, the past couple of years, we've already had two different iterations, yeah. Vancouver and London. So I really appreciate the fact that R&D or whomever is working on this inside Wizards of the Coast is paying attention and wants to help people yeah. out with this problem in the game. They're just like, guess what? We already have a great game. Yes. But what if we took this frustrating element and we worked to improve it? And we tried it? to make it as much better yeah. as we possibly could. Because they didn't have to. No, they, they didn't. They just kept going on with the and mulligan people been as like, oh, it was for right. forever. Exactly. But this, so them working on it, I think it's wonderful. And who knows if London is the last iteration. I will probably raise my hand and say I highly doubt that it is. Yeah. I think they'll come up with something. They're going to continue to iterate on this. Yes. But um, as far as London Mulligan goes. What do you think the next Mulligan is going to (laughs) be? You take your opening hand and you throw it in the dumpster. What did I come up with once? It was so stupid. I was like, what if... (laughs) The cards you use, if you're playing a match, the cards you use uh-huh. in the first game, uh-huh. you are not allowed to use in the second game. What? So you just had to, rem- this is like a standard situation. You had to remove those cards. Okay. And you can only play with the cards you didn't see in game number one and game but number two. But that's making your deck smaller, which is also very good. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Weird. Okay. Here's mine. Okay. Here's mine, which would be way more easy to implement online. This yeah. would be a nightmare to implement. Let's hear the it. The number of times that you've mulliganed, you'd shuffle that many la- basic lands into your deck. But what if you don't want that many? What if then you flood? Well. Too bad. There you go. A lot of people have have suggested over the years of having one land, one pile for your spells, creatures, etc., and one pile for your lands. You draw. You can choose which deck to draw from at any given moment. Wow. I don't... I think... That would feel too much not like magic. Yeah, I think it gets too far away from yeah. the original vision of the game. It, it becomes a little weird and complicated, and it just be, kind of becomes a different game, honestly, yeah. at that point. And, uh, you know, a lot of people actually point to the fact of that we have to iterate on all these mulligans, decisions, and all this kind of stuff as, like, the thing that is wrong with magic, right? So Hearthstone, for example, you just get a man every turn. Yeah. No matter what. And you only have spells in your deck. But... 
for me, that doesn't solve the problem Yeah. because then Hearthstone has to say, well, we need more random elements, right? Otherwise, mm-hmm. every game is going to be too similar. Yeah. So now a lot of our cards have random effects instead That's of annoying. the innate randomness of the game itself, yeah. which is what magic has. Yeah. Um, and so if you're going to tell me to prefer one, it's obviously magic. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is more fun and more variable than that system. Yeah. So I don't even think I don't think that's the solution either. Yeah. And there's the current plane plane vacation planecation 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 event on arena which is where they're going oh, yeah. around to different planes and there's a different format on each one and you can win fancy basic lands yep uh the the top one are the full arts from unhinged they are gorgeous oh, i they're still have so to play beautiful. this one uh anyways yeah you need to start it ends like tomorrow oh my god okay, okay. great anyways what were we talking about? Plankation. Plankation. It's on Ixalan, and it's treasure constructed. Yes. Where at the beginning of your upkeep, you create a treasure token. And I have to say that I do, I have enjoyed it. Okay. It obviously is also busted. Well, yeah, for sure. Because you can cast something for six mana on turn three, and yeah. you don't want that constantly. No, 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 in the no, game. no, no. But there is, there is something about it that is very interesting. Okay. And I think does kind of mimic that idea of like, what if your mana was a little bit more flexible? Right. Um, but I don't know. I also don't think that that would be an answer. No. Cause like I said, Oh, Oh buddy, you can break it for mm-hmm. sure. So yeah, uh, they're still working on it. Uh, yeah. everybody around has opinions and is still working on it, but yes. let's talk about uh, going back to your question is how do I like Lillian Mulligan to answer? Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, I really do. I think it's amazing. Yep. It feels so much better than the Vancouver Mulligan. Like I can't even an order of magnitude. Yeah. Better yes. than the Vancouver Mulligan. It feels like you still have a chance sometimes. Yeah, and, you, and you do. Yeah. A lot of times going down to five was something that you bragged to your friends about when you won. Yeah. Right? I won off that multi five. Yep. Back in the day. I remember that. Even mm-hmm. before Vancouver, you're like, hey, check it out. They had two more cards and I, I got them. And now if I multi five, I don't think I'm necessarily out of the game. Oh, I disagree with that. I say I think like six still feels rough to me. My opponent's on seven, especially if I'm on the play. Um, and five still feels bad. I mean, it is a disadvantage for sure. There's yes. no question about it. It does feel it does feel better than the Vancouver Mulligan did. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I appreciate the number of times that I feel like I draw a six that is acceptable. Yes, for sure. Especially in standard, right? Mm-hmm. Because in standard, we know what our deck is trying to do. And so we can just set ourselves up for success better than the more random element of just yeah. scrying at the top and being like, yes or no. Yeah. Like, what do I need? Okay. Well, I'm never going to play this five drop right away. So that's going to the bottom. I didn't even want my open hand anyway. So mm-hmm. we're fine for a while. Yeah. Um, so and I, I love, love that decision aspect of it. That's true. I love that. There is that critical piece of like, you're deciding what to take out of your hand. <laughs> you are. And it's a tough yep. decision. It's not easy. I think the last time judge Rob was here, he talked about it. It's like, it will cause more regrets <laughs> than any previous <laughs> mulligan. Great way to put it, Rob. Because you'll just be it. like, Oh, I should not have. Oh, I threw away, the, I wrong threw away card. the wrong one. Yeah. You will have those regrets. It's yeah. true. Um, and some people have mentioned that now because of this, this, it's easier to set yourself up with what we call a god hand or whatever in magic, the, the ideal opening hand that you want, mm-hmm. um, which means it's it's uh, often better to mulligan more often, right? Oh, I feel like this mulligan st- is striking a good balance, though. It is. Between, like I said, card disadvantage, just maybe it's because uh, it's my jam and <laughs> I like card advantage. Yeah. But I don't know 
if your hand is solid but not <clears> busted, <throat> are you going to mulligan it? Very, very good question. And I think the answer should be no. I guess it depends on the deck you're playing. Yeah. And I feel like right now people are maybe erring more on the side of like, yes, then maybe they should be. Well, I'm coming at it from the example of playing the vampires deck in standard, which um, is a deck that has built in card advantage to itself, um, meaning that it has ways to draw extra cards and cheat that into happening when it definitely should not be happening (laughs) with champion of dusk and Soren. Mm -hmm. Um, And also that, like, say my opening hand was something like two Adanto Vanguards and a Legion's Landing, mm-hmm. which in a normal game of Magic, you're kind of like, well, this is okay, but it's actually super, super lackluster in a world yeah. of the London Mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> because my opponents are more likely to have a good hand, opening hand versus mm-hmm. me. And my hand has got to, I think, I, this is what I think to myself, is this hand going to do something remotely resembling the thing that my deck wants to do? Yeah. And if the answer is no, which in that case, with that hand, it is. Yeah, Dono Vanguard is great. Yes, Legion Landing is a card you want in turn one. Yeah. Yes, I have all of my colors. But is it doing the thing that my deck wants to do? No, it is not. What Throw are you going to draw that's better? So in, in that case, I would say, well, I want to draw either Soren. I want to draw, like, which makes basically anything in my game plan start to work. Or a, Legion, um, a Dusk Legion Zealot, which draws me a card to help get myself out of the mulligan that I just put myself into. Or something that that is a combo piece or interaction, per- perhaps, yeah. or something like that. I guess it just feels interesting to me that it's like you're willing to throw back what is a solid hand on a chance of getting... If you're like, you want a Soren, it's like, okay, but then what about the other cards in your hand? Yeah. Like, what if it's... Now you've got two Legion's Landings and a Soren, and you're like, well, okay. Well, here we are. Yeah, so I guess yeah. I feel like... Yeah, like I said, I think that it rides that balance nicely. Where I, I get that, I think that people right now very much are on the train of, well, if I have that two Adanto Vanguard and a Legion's Landing opening hand, yeah. I'm going to want to throw it back. Yeah. Because it it's doesn't it's not synergistic enough. Right. But at the same time, I feel like maybe as we get farther on, it's going to feel a little bit more like that's a mistake. I don't know. Not all the time, but, you know, I think that there are... It feels like because you're drawing seven cards on your mulligan, you have a better chance... And you do, but it's also one card, only one card more than if you had just done the previous mulligan to six. I I think I, right now I'm very happy with mulligan to six off of that. Yeah. Is how I felt at least um, playing out my games. Um, and basically because mathematically the, the chance of your opponent having a more powerful hand is higher. Yeah. And so... I've to, to counteract that, I want to put myself in the best position yeah. to face that powerful draw vampires is also interesting to me because it feels like one of the ones where like if i'm a control deck playing against this it's one of the decks where what i'm waiting for is for them to run out of cards oh sure so if my vampires opponent mulligans to six or to five i'm just like great now because so like, what are you playing in usually, this scenario um like let's say in this case it's like esper control yeah or something like that and i'm like sitting there being like okay because a lot of those times if i'm playing control against aggro I'm always just counting down the cards in their hand. And it's like, once I see that they have one, I'm like, okay, I can, now, win. now, now I can, can win this now game. Now we can go <laughs> at it. Yeah. In which case my hand of two Adanto Vanguards would be very good against you. Yeah. Um, but I suppose that's a narrow, narrow case scenario that I'm yeah. playing that opponent. Yeah. I guess so. I just, I don't, I don't feel convinced yet that there is like a hard and fast answer to, should I be mulliganing more? And I'm sure that people are going to be like, yes, the answer is yes, you should be. <laughs> 
Well, I'll be on the yes side. But I'm a skeptic. <laughs> so this is why this podcast is a good balance. Because I love card advantage. <laughs> I just love it so much. Oh, and you know what? In M, let's talk about M twenty draft really quick because yeah. I think card advantage in M twenty draft is the secret to success. Oh man! And this comes around every core set. It's yeah. true of every core set because the set is so straightforward. Yeah. And it's like okay, all of the creatures do a simple, straightforward thing. The spells do a simple, straightforward thing. What is the way that you get ahead? Card advantage. More of them. Yeah. Having more and of them. Drafting team or colors. Oh, uh-huh. all right. There you Just go. a little. Yeah, blue-red is very good. Note from me to you. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid white like the plague. Yes. It's not good. Um, yeah, but uh, I guess um, I've seen some complaints of people thinking that the London Mulligan now is even too powerful, which is com- like th- was the worry going into the London Pro Tour, which was modern. People yeah. are like, Tron is going to take this whole thing down without even breaking a sweat because of the London Mulligan. And it wasn't too busted. And it wasn't too busted there. Yeah. It didn't happen. So you're telling me that your Mulligan that was not too busted for modern is too busted for standard. I don't think so. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get out of here with that. So, uh, yeah, I guess, so that was my piece of London Mulligan advice was, um, that in standard, I would mulligan to a hand that was more along the lines of something that my deck wanted to do. Um, in draft, I think, you know, it's, it's more similar to the Vancouver Mulligan. Yeah. Um, that you're, that you're not going to like be like, oh, am I getting, I mean, also getting synergy in draft is also harder. (laughs) Um, but that's like my basic, that would be my basic tip. Yeah. As far as constructed goes with the London Mulligan. <clears throat> For you, is there anything that you're thinking about drawing your opening hand with the London Mulligan? Or are you still kind of like in the uh, Vancouver world, same kind of guiding principles? I think for me, it just still comes down to looking at it and being like, I guess maybe I just have like less stringent um metrics for what makes my hand successful. Yeah. So I think I still look at it in terms of like, okay, if I've got three lands and four spells and they're not all super expensive spells, like I'm going to be able to cast something turn two or turn three. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to keep that. Maybe this is all just a product of the kind of deck we like to play. I was going to say, yeah, at the same time though, I'm you, not playing a lot of creatures. You're drawing cards, so you're like, well, yeah. I'll find what I need. So exactly. like, you know, that could it's definitely fine. be part of it. I'm more worried about like the tempo of my hand. Yeah. The pace at which it plays out. And I do, I guess I do feel like I've been a little bit more willing to mulligan if I've looked at a hand that it's like, oh, my first spell isn't until turn three. I'm like, well, and it's not super impactful. I'm like, okay, I'm going to maybe throw this back. Sure. Because I know that I want to be able to interact with what people are doing on turn two. What deck and standard are you most interested in at the moment? Scapeshift. I knew it. (laughs) Let's just do weird things with land. It's also the best deck right now, I it's, would argue. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It's so hard to deal with. Yeah. And in Vampire's case, I would keep that that double Adanto hand against that deck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it uh, it's really hard to deal with. Did you try the Simic Flash deck? I have not all? tried it out I don't yet. know where it went. It was like everywhere a few weeks ago, and now I'm not facing it at all. Well. Which I'm very happy about because I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> It was just so annoying to play against. I'll go find it. Uh, I'll go find it so I'll make sure that someone's out there playing it online. Ooh, what are you going to play against people in the challenge if they choose standard? If they choose standard, it's a secret. Oh, okay. Ooh, you don't, don't get to know. I'll play something exciting, though. 
Yeah, and by the way, we all we're going to stream those events, mm-hmm. so you can watch and, and watch us play our patrons. If you're even not a patron, you can hang out and watch Twitch.tv/gLHFmagic and uh, watch us do our thing. You know, beat every listener that challenges us. Basically, wow, you hear that? We're coming <laughs> for you. <laughs> if you have thoughts on the London Mulligan, let us know on Twitter. We're at gLHFmagic on Twitter. You can use the hashtag um, time, tea time for a mulligan. <laughs> talking a lot about commander on today's episode so i figured we'd talk about some cool commander products from ultra pro yeah there's this beautiful huge dice set yeah for any planeswalkers that you're using in your commander decks check it out or anywhere around the multiverse that you're using commanders they're so big and they have the little they have the little logo on them yeah that's great beautiful oh and then we have a relic token look at these a legendary relic token so these uh are you know favorite commanders of people uh, around the world you can mm-hmm. open these up and they're giant tokens that keep track of your life total if you want how or many the times, of times you've cast your yeah. commander should we crack this one should we open were it? you just da- gonna dangle it now okay we're it? gonna open it we're gonna open Ugh. it who are you there's the little spot right there Ugh. there's no, there's, look, there's oh, the right. tear thing there you go <laughs> they they made this for people like me in the end who did we get <gasps> Ooh. at the the old kalia kalia of the vast wow this is beautiful and she's foil yeah the all of these and they have the little legendary border along the top yeah Love it. i think this is beautiful looking great also uh the number of times we've cast her is 20 <laughs> wow as you can see by this this game has gone long this is a long game this has gone very very long so yeah these beautiful relic tokens from ultra po all the stuff you would need for commander deck boxes. Um, yep. The new commander decks, by the way, they're going to make play mats, sleeves, deck boxes with the art, yes. of course, because that's how Ultra Pole rolls. So if you really love that new morph commander, you like can, I know you, you, you do, you get everything for them. You can get everything for them. Amazing. That's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much for listening. If you thought, thinking to yourself, what, it's already over. Guess what? You can go listen to the upkeep. <gasps> That's right. You can. We've got a sister podcast. That's the word I was yes. looking for. A sister podcast that recaps all the magic news in from the week. In 10 minutes or less. 10 minutes or less. Um, you can find that in the RSS feed of wherever you find your podcasts. It's also on our website, goodluckhigh5.com, and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash goodluckhigh5. Um, so Remember like, to become a patron and sign up to hang out with yeah. us this month. It's super awesome. Um, remember to support our awesome sponsors, Ultra Pro, with all of their sick playmats, relic tokens, deck boxes, dice, and card kingdom. Just the best place to order from. Yeah, absolutely. Come say hi once again at Grand Prix Minneapolis Saturday, 1 to 2 p.m. at the Weird Cards booth. Bring your cards to donate as well. If you've got bulk that you're not interested in, they will take as much as you have. Somebody Mm -hmm. had a question like, I have so much. Do they really want that much? The answer is yes. Yes. They will take pallets they will take a truckload if you want to back your truck in and dump boop, your cards in. Boop, they will boop. take that. And they're just a really good company. So Weird Cards, charitable organization, will be at that booth. One to two, come say high five. Wait, what? Did I just say come say high five? Yep, you did. <laughs> come say high five. <laughs> <laughs>